comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. If Marvel wasn't kicking DC's ass enough, they stole their Wonder Woman and in the process <laughs> probably proved that she would have been an awesome Wonder Woman. She even got a little scene with an invisible jet at the end there, too. I laughed and laughed and laughed <laughs> when, when they jumped on the invisible jet. I wonder how much of the... Uh, watching community certainly the super nerds well yeah picked it up. We, I, I saw some it, on yeah. twitter definitely yeah did the stash make a comment this week oh the stash was uh he was full-blown on twitter it, he didn't get an, an uh an appearance so it was a little bit lighter than usual right and uh right. there was he, an inappropriate comment or two that probably turned some people off but <laughs> it's what do you expect from the stash you win some you lose some yeah i guess so he's uh He'll be back next week, though, if I saw the preview correctly. Yeah, it looks that way. Nice. All right, so, what, so what this, is, is this I was going to say, this is episode 36 six in a Seven? row. Seven? In a row? 37. 37. Uh, my girlfriend recorded 37 episodes of It's All Connected in a row, and it's uh, Hen in the Wolf House, episode five of season two of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and my name is Ken Morgan. And your name is Johnny M. Yes. We're here. Uh, we hope to have Russ back soon. Yep. And uh, uh, Brad, anytime he uh, feels like showing up would be great. Yeah, everybody's busy. Yeah. So uh, uh, I enjoyed last week's. I enjoyed this week's. Uh, I'm not going to rehash last week's. You guys did a fine job on that last yeah. week. I think... Uh, um, I think this might be one of my favorite episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. so far. This is no question my probably my favorite episode of this season and certainly very high for the series overall. Uh, a lot going on. A lot of things moved a little faster than I kind of expected to. I thought we'd have a little more Simmons and, a little more time with Simmons and Hydra. But um, that seems to be the uh, the mo. They're they're telling us about double agents, and quickly they are not anymore. Or they're telling us about secrets that clearly are not secrets, like right after the fact. Right. Um, they're moving that along quickly. And we should add, Ken, that uh, without um, without Russell, you can forget about like ratings and news from around the globe, and we're diving right into Agents of Shield. Oh yeah, I'm. That's you know as as as. Important and fun as that is, that's Russ is better on that than we either of us can ever be. Yes, I'd imagine there were ratings. There were ratings, and I I think this show is for the most part immune to ratings issues, considering its place in the MCU. And I've talked about that point plenty of times. I mean, this is this is a cornerstone, it's corner, cornerstone of of the MCU's. Uh, bigger strategy so i mean as long as it's not completely tanking in you know fourth place among four networks it's 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 going to be around 
And and as you did uh, a splendid job of stalling, uh, the ratings were a 1.6, which is right around where it's been. Yeah. And that is third in the time slot. Something called Marry Me has passed it. I don't know what that really? is. Now, when you say third in the time slot, is that including, is the voice still at two hours or is that? The voice was, no, the voice was an hour. So it That's wasn't up so against now... the voice. Something called Marry Me has passed it in the time slot and that could have been a premiere or yeah that's I, on the NBC that's NBC yes then okay that that could be a premiere or at least has uh it has the voice as a lead in then uh so technically the uh shield has been in third place not second if you consider the second hour of the voice uh it's it would have been third this whole time it's been second but when you look at the ratings just as they chart them uh the voice only would have been in the eight o'clock rankings and wouldn't have been in the nine o'clock because it was a two hour show. And and I, I do also want to add that, you know, we, we joke around about DC versus Marvel and blah, 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 whatever. I do love the fact that, you know, you can go from flash to agents of shield on Tuesday nights. Oh yeah. And you know, Gotham, if you want on Monday and mm -hmm. arrow on Wednesday. And I think this week, Constantine on Constantine Friday. on Friday. And you know what? I am, Definitely a Marvel fanboy. I mean, you know, make my Marvel is. I, I they need to bring that back for the MCU. I've I've no doubt they need to do that. But I am very much looking forward to Constantine this week. Um, definitely, that's right in my kind of my kind of thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. And that's yeah. it for our rating segment. Okay, yay. Back to Bobby Morse. <laughs> yeah. It was striking to me. I know, uh, obviously, Adrian Palicki is, you know, awesome and beautiful and, and everything. Um, I didn't realize she was 5'10", which I had to look up. You know, uh, you look at her. I, I didn't notice her boots at all. She was wearing heels at all. But you put her next to Simmons. She's a giant. Yes. A full head taller than Agent Simmons. Easy. Which totally worked for the position that they had her in in Hydra being like the security yeah. badass and she was able to like look down on you know the uh certainly Simmons and the other nerd guy I don't know if he has a name the one that was framed for the uh spying but uh it doesn't matter but anyway he was much smaller than her as well which is pretty cool yep and even Hunter which it's hilarious that they were married in this version of the you know so every episode that he's been on, which is all of them, he he's made some comment about his his ex wife, his she devil ex wife, and and I don't know why if I wasn't supposed to figure that out, but as soon as he mentioned her again on this episode, I thought, oh no, they're they're gonna make make uh, Mockingbird be his ex wife. Yeah, that, that's who it's gonna be. I knew it. I knew it as soon as he said it that they wouldn't have driven it home in this episode if that wasn't how it was gonna play out. And sure enough, that that scene played out exactly as I expected it would have. Yeah. I don't know that it came to me before it actually happened. I guess I have this block that her man is going to be Hawkeye. Yeah, and I thought that too. And that's probably why I thought, oh no, they're not going to do that and make it, you know, could make it not be Hawkeye. But it's it still could be. But that's 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 a big thing to me. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I know it's not going to be exactly exactly like the comics, but you know, why would you introduce Mockingbird if you're not going to make that connection in some way? I get. You know, I was thinking about that a little bit as well, and if you. If you think in terms of who are the famous female S.H.I.E.L.D. agents that aren't spoken for in the MCU. In other words, Black right. Widow obviously is off Black, the table. Black Widow. Um, um, 
not Sharon Jes- Carter, but um, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica Drew. Right. Correct. Um, that's we, that's her name. Spider Woman. That's her name, right? Yes, Jessica okay. Drew. Um, Hand we've used and is has been killed. Yep, got her. Um, who is and again, um, not Sharon Carter, her niece, who becomes the girlfriend of Captain America. No, that that is, that is Sharon Carter. Peggy. Oh, Peggy, Peggy right. The, I'm uh, sorry. So Sharon yeah. Carter is so off she's the ta- table. But e- either of them are taken. One's, of course, you know, senile in this time timeline. Right. Uh, you know, not to be you know crass about it, but you know, she's she's eligible. She's not under prime, but we'll get her in Agent Carter, the the TV show. Maria Hill, obviously. Off Maria the Hill, table. obviously, and she, yep, but she's been seen on on the the the, t- the show, right? But if you're going to have this recurring character, and let me just say, I really thought there was a chance with How I Met Your Mother having ended last year that we would be getting, if not as a regular character, more Maria Hill as a recurring character on the TV show. Yeah, so did I, and we may still. Definitely. Um, so I guess she was maybe the next best available female agent that people would recognize to bring in. Um, yeah, but I, I don't, I, I, tr- I have trust in Feige, and, and they're not going to waste the opportunity, I'm sure. And, and just to be clear for those who, who may not be as familiar with the comics as, as we are who are listening. In the comics, is very well established that Hawkeye, who we know from the movies, and Mockingbird, Bobby Morse, from the TV show, those two characters in the comics have been romantically linked uh, on and off again for decades. And uh, so to have both of them in this MCU, um, at the very least, gives you one more pot- potential link between the television show and the movies, if not an actual opportunity to bring one into the other, bring Bobby Morse up into the movie, or even bring Hawkeye into a guest role into the television show. Yeah. Everything's on the table, as far as I'm concerned. Anything's possible at this point. Absolutely. I loved her um, her action stuff with the double batons and yep. the uh, certainly capable, you know, stunt artist. I'm sure she didn't do all of them, but I believe the stuff that, you know, when we could see her face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, including the hair flip. Yeah, yeah. And uh, many uh, a tweet from around the Twitterverse wanted to know when we're going to get a May-Bobby Morse face-off, which uh, would be something to behold. You know what? We had the May versus May last week, and I'm sure you guys talked at length about that fight, You know, including Coulson's, you know, speaking on behalf of the audience, I can't believe I'm the only one seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we've already had that. I don't think we can top that fight. Yeah. But yeah, we can go on and on about character herself and and and, and uh, Miss Pilecki's portrayal of her. But it's it it did a lot though. I mean, we we uh, had a lot going on this episode. We've got Reyna trying to she, she had a lot going on. She had to get the obelisk to Hydra. So to get that from Sky's father, she had to get Sky from Shield. So she goes to Shield. And now Shield's got her. Um, I guess I guess I'm assuming as a tracer they injected her with to go back and you know lure Hydra out. But meanwhile, she was going to expose Simmons, but clearly she didn't want to. She she was actually counting on on Colson to break, and she was. It looked like she was actually sorry, feeling remorse, and like this wasn't going how I expected. She really thought she's going to what she wanted, um, but she did not want to endanger Simmons. But obviously, Coulson and clearly May knew, you know, that Morse was there, and when she would she would take care of uh, uh, of getting Simmons out of there, which which she did. 
Yeah, and and a couple of a couple of things that have kind of been taking me out of episodes when they occur. There's no way Hydra exists out in the open in the in this world. I mean, they're clearly the enemy of the state. And the fact that they have this like office building where everything has a Hydra logo on it and the agents for this black ops undercover evil organization go out and like grab tacos for lunch and sit in the park. Never, never mind the undercover agent sitting out and, you know, I, I just, I, I find some of that ridiculous. And the only thing that was worse was that Simmons left her secret spy paper in her drawer with the drawer open. <laughs> like, that was unbelievable to me. Of course, she switched it on the other guy to frame him, but uh, they're very careless with their undercover and uh, evil work. Yeah, I I, I, I suppose, but um, like they're you're, not you're, Ken. They're not, and, and again, you can, you can only do so much on a TV show, and it's I like know, whatever. It's a I know. but I'm, they're I'm, not like taking a secret elevator down fifty floors in I a know, concrete. Bunker. I know. It's I like know. Google. <laughs> it's like welcome to well, Google. You know what? That's that's a good example because that's what it is. On the front, that you've got the front company, which is, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, whatever an analog for a Hydra is, you know, so you've got Google as the the front, and then you go up, it's like, oh, yeah, to add the world, we're Google. I'm just perfect on Google, but really, we're Hydra, a super secret organization. You won't know that until you're well past the security and get past secure line. If you make it that far and you're not supposed to be here, um, we're going to kill you. Yeah. And we're just taking every ex-Shield agent that'll come, and I guess we'll sniff out the the double agents well, as we that them. that was established in the end of season two. Remember when uh, uh, Cybertech or whatever was was, was recruiting uh, Shield agents, and they were trying to recruit May and Coulson. Yeah, or they pose as as agents. It's so, it, it's fine. It's and just they like said something a, to chuckle at while it's happening. E- yeah, and even the first episode, they said it's gone from a land grab to a talent talent grab, and they're the recruiting agents, both uh, willingly and willingly and not. That's what Evie and Simmons referred to. If she hadn't been caught, she probably would have been brainwashed to comply, using right. their big phrase. Um, so, yeah, I, I get you that it takes you out of it. But at the same time, I've got to have to just, you know, I'm going to put that over here <laughs> yeah. out of the way and let me go back to focus on the, the good comic-y fun. You know, jumping, we're jumping around, but going back to the beginning, uh, that was actually a pretty great way to open, I thought. I really liked the way it opened with that attack on the... Uh, the wedding reception, uh, using the the effects of the obelisks, you know, second or third hand, and and something that they didn't mention, which probably Hydra wouldn't have realized, or maybe they could they could have known. That was they said they showed the picture of the waitress who was affected by the obelisk. She technically was didn't touch the obelisk. She touched um, Creel's arm, which had taken on those properties. You know, so so it's that's that's. Could have also impacted how their uh, formula didn't work properly. Right, right. Uh, that's something I, I picked up, but it just shows that Hydra is uh, looking to weaponize the obelisk, which is, uh, you know, what their end game was. Uh, so it was, a, it was a good way to to kick it off and just show what the stakes really were. How about um, one thing I've written down here is how about Agent Coulson? Uh, you know, definitely ready to leave Simmons. To hang out and dry. You I don't know, think he, he was. 
I don't think he was ready to do that because again he he knew he had Morrison there. He You're had right. Bobby he in did, there he too. He did turn it. He did turn it around quickly. Uh, there seems yep. to be that. You know, there was a theme going, I guess, this is the tougher, this is director Coulson, you know, not agent mm-hmm. Coulson. He's going to have right. tougher decisions to make and stuff like that. But he does seem to be keeping it, um, he's still looking out for the family, number one, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, he knew he knew Mockingbird was there. And May knew as well because she had to keep Sky under control, you know, over, over that because she was ready to run in and save Simmons as well. Yeah, but meanwhile, uh, Mockingbird was there. Trip was already on site uh, with the Quinjet, ready to ready for extraction. So the whole thing was already in motion, uh, which which actually brings a point. You know, it's interesting interesting that Trip was in fact ready for extraction, unless yeah, Mockingbird probably already called for instra- extraction because she already knew there was a compromise and she was trying to stall just as much as uh, as anybody was. I mean that 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 plan was already in motion. She already was made aware of the uh, the flex screen. So she contacted Coulson to prepare for the extraction uh, route. So it was already in play. The uh, the email just kind of sped things up a bit. Right. Although I'm interested in what um, Bobby mentioned. She's like, I was also looking into other security concerns, and we didn't elaborate on that. So I'm curious to find out what that was. I'm sure we will. And I did love the scene where I guess I guess Bobby was trying to She's trying to at first get Simmons out of there without blowing her own cover. Right. And then there's a point where I guess they run into two Hydra agents that have seen them now or whatever. Yeah, and right. So she just turns around, takes the batons out, which is, I guess, the first time we see that. Which Se- Second time, actually. Okay. And that's, again, for non-maybe comic book readers, those are her trademark weapons. Yeah. Does she? Can she connect those to a full staff, I think? I think so. Yeah. We'll see if she does that. That'd be cool. And there's uh, some great stuff um, on our Facebook page and around the internet, uh, especially Marvel.com. It's probably another place you could find it. Uh, there's like a nice little interview with the, with the creator of the uh, Mockingbird costume, which we didn't get a look at this episode, but I guess it'll be what she's wearing in the future. It's just cool because it ties together like this is what it looks like in the books and this is why we can't do white and blue in on TV so we made the whites into gray, and it just takes into account like the different reasons why they have yeah. to make some changes. Which you know, a lot of people flip out over changes right away. It definitely um, looks it looks tactical. It looks like you know functional, but it 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 honors the the comic version. Yeah, which is the most we can hope for. I mean, right. Um, this is not the first time we've seen. I think I remember in the Avengers Earth Mightiest Earth's Mightiest Heroes animated uh, show. I think Mockingbird was an undercover in Hydra as well there. Yeah, and I had asked Russ um, because we had seen the previews for this episode where Bobby was clearly wearing the Hydra Mm -hmm. uniform. And I asked him, did he know of her ever being like on the evil side? And he said yes. And I don't know if he said that she was undercover at that point or he said it was a little shaky because it wasn't really her. I think she was one of the Skrulls. Oh, yeah. she During this uh, the Secret Invasion, she was one of the Skrulls, yeah. Yeah. So, I believe so. She was, yeah. That's a, That was a, a convenient way to wipe out anybody's history that you wanted to change. You just made mm-hmm. them a Skrull and then nothing they did counted. It wasn't really them. Right. And how about the... Um, the Sky Coulson back and forth. A couple where, things. Came, oh, yeah, go ahead. 
uh, no, I was just going to say where she kind of like has had enough of the secretive nature of, of their relationship and, and comes out and gets a little sassy with them. About well, there's, them. yeah, there, there was two sides to that. I mean, one hand was, yeah, she, she's, she hasn't been, she was used to Colson. She's only ever known Colson one way, you know, as that mentor, as, as bringing her into the family, if you will. And now he's director Colson and things are different. And so she's not used to that, nor is she used to that framework period. She's, she's just getting her feet under there as, as far as being a proper field agent. So that switching back there isn't she's not used to that, and he had her shut her down a couple of times before this episode, including this episode. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. But when she got the information, when she found out, you know, he was there for her. But a couple of things came out of that that I found interesting. Probably the biggest one was we've always seen Garrett or uh, uh, Coulson carving these these figures in there. He specifically said it has to be carved. I mean, it's not drawn on a piece of paper. It's not, you know, just get it out of my head. It specifically says it has to be carved, which I just found that specific and telling. Uh, what what it means, I don't know. But haven't we seen it on like a blackboard? We did. The first time we saw it was on a blackboard, absolutely. But that could have been. We don't know where that came from. That could have been somebody else found a carving or whatever and just copied it. Every time we saw Garrett do it, he carved it. Every time we saw Colson do it, he carved it. Even carved it into his desk. He's just he's carving it. And he used the word. It has to be carved. It just comes to me, but it has to it, it must be carved. It has to be carved. Right. And he's and doing it what on the side of his desk there where he's doing it. His... Yep, he's doing it on his desk. He's got the the one wall when he raises the screen that he he will spackle over and redo every night, it seems, or as often as he needs to. Now it also wasn't carved on the back of the painting because Oh, I think it was. So that's like a wood backing yeah, on the painting. Yeah. Okay, I, I assumed I, it was I, like I, the back of the canvas. Or no, whatever. I think that's a it's a wood wood uh, wood frame of some type, and it was written on the back of that, and and it looks like it's a piece of something bigger. Like they go off the edge, right? And I guess the like computer room copy that's just like exactly that a copy like they took a picture of one of yes. his drawings and yeah made it like yeah that's what I took it to be it was, it was a, an image of the glass or an image of the yeah, the, yeah. the whatever. That's that was my take and all, but it just, that was very interesting to me there. Um, but we finally got on screen someone making suggestion that Sky's an alien. <laughs> yes, which we've been talking about for you know since the second half of last season. Is that possible? I think she even actually brings it up. Right? She's like, "What am I, an alien?" And then like, no, and he's says like, anything. and then he's like, uh, "That's one theory." <laughs> uh... Yeah, he he Colson suggested he says something like uh you know we we had a negative reaction to alien dna uh you you didn't maybe because you already have some in you right it's it's kind of a when you think back to the beginning sky was taken from her parents because they were quote monsters now her father is clearly like insane but that word he reacts to that word pretty strongly Right, you know, yeah. I'm a man. I'm not a monster, and he like breaks the iPad. You know, when he when she calls him a monster, uh, and freaks out, and then we go into our stinger, which is a whole other conversation. Right, because it kind of the way he's crazy, and the way they talk about Garrett and Coulson going crazy in the in the, in, the, in the, such a close proximity, it almost makes you think like he must be going crazy from the DNA. But he's been crazy for years, back to when Sky was a baby, quote crazy. 
So it's probably not the same process, right? It's he's there's something else from way before oh, this DNA. I'm assuming so, yeah. And yeah. and and I'm trying to pe- put the pieces together with him. You now you think about when we saw that character. Clearly, it wasn't Kyle McLaughlin, but when we saw that character in the finale, you know, he he was something was dripping from his hands and all that, and. You know he's a now we see him. He's a doctor, and he was performing you know meatball surgery on this these couple couple of thugs in theory to just patch them up and send them on their way. But then he kills them. So what was he doing there? Was he doing surgery on somebody else, and he's dripping their blood? But yeah, every that's, time that's kind of what I, I after the after I saw this that scene that you're talking about with the thugs, then I thought, oh maybe he had just finished one of these yeah. surgeries and he just had blood all over him. But now every time I see him, he's sweating he's perspiring uh i thought i saw at one point not even when he was doing the surgery i can't remember before or after there was blood on his hands i don't know if it was if he was actively bleeding or something else i i didn't when i watched it a second time i couldn't quite make it out then either you know but it's like what what is there something with his physiology that that you know you know let's, let's say he's an alien here he is on earth and something's different about him. he's constantly perspiring constantly you know, dripping to use the word that we've used before, the dripping man. Right. Uh, you know, you know what's something about him being a surgeon is connect is connected to his condition and how he's trying to keep things together. You know, is he? Uh, there's a lot more than to learn about him. Is what I guess where I'm, where I'm going. Yeah, and it seems that it almost seems like he has a condition that's coming to a head, mm-hmm. like he's getting crazier or it's about to overcome him. But again, he was known as a monster when Sky was a baby. So this isn't something new. But doesn't it seem like it's coming, you know, I, I, I'm going to say it again, like it's coming to a head, like yeah, he's it, getting it, worse? Well, let's say let's say he is an alien. And I don't know if that means he's Kree um, or, and I don't think they can use Skrull, but we'll say Skrull for a moment. But is he a shapeshifter of some kind? And he's trying to maintain his human form, and that's what he's losing control of. And when he reverts back or starts to you know lose control, he's also losing his focus, and he you know has these fits of rage. And is that where the phys- physical effects of the sweating and things like that are all part of maintaining this human form? Again, I'm just spitballing here. It could be could yeah. be nothing related to that. We just don't know enough. And and one of our Facebook friends uh, said that in the agreement between Marvel and Fox, Skrull falls on the Marvel side and Super Skrull falls on the Fantastic Four side. Interesting. Uh, which makes sense. And again, if we had Russ, he would know that. Right. But uh, I know that Super Skrulls were what came up in Fantastic Four and the Skrulls have always battled Avengers as far as I know. Yeah, um, yeah. But who who knows? I, I, I don't know how it's going to shake out. I mean, there's a specific reason they used Chitari rather than Skrull in, in the Avengers uh, as, as the name. Uh, and we always thought it was that, but it, it, it could be anything. Um, personally, I still would hope it's Kree, if only for the connection to what we've already established in the MCU. Yeah. Um, and the Blue Man did have the symbols on him. Mm-hmm. So, it's probably Cree. We heard yeah. he was Cree. Did we hear he was Cree officially? I, oh no, I, we we assumed. All right, he's he's Cree officially because he's the same as uh, the villain of Guardians of the Galaxy, who uh, whose name, of course, I well, won't. he's yeah, he's definitely Cree, but I don't know that 
we believe he's we believe him to be Cree. It seems likely he's Cree. Um, Who am I thinking of? Who's the guy in Guardians of the Galaxy that was totally under? He was the villain, but he really didn't do much, and he was blue. Bro, uh, Ronan. Ronan, right? Yeah. The um, you know, and let's just dial back. There was a, a a tweet that Chloe Bennett did back in the summer, or or somebody basically posted. I forget the story, but basically she went to a comic book store and uh, asked for comics that had to do with Cree. Right. You know, so like you know, oh, she's doing research. Um, something else that came out of uh, his piece with uh, Raina when she said something about she said the name said Sky. He returned with that's not her name. Um, okay, fine. You know, I didn't expect that's the name she chose anyway. What is her name, and is it a name that, as a comic fan, we would know? Right. That's that's a question that's out that's hanging out there. You know, that's interesting that he made a point of saying that. So it, it's probably going to mean something. You know, is is she somebody we should know? Or we could know from from the comics. Imagine if it was. Um, oh no, that doesn't make sense because Captain Marvel is Cree. Miss Marvel is not. Yeah, Captain Mar or, or uh, yeah, Marvel is is Cree himself. Right, and it's but his... Captain Marvel's just that's just her name. Right? That's her. That's her. Yeah, because she is an Air Force captain, and she chose the name Marvel based on Marvel, which is I believe where she got her powers from. If I remember correctly, unless I'm just using the wrong source as my memory. I don't know. Moving um, on. Moving on, indeed. But... But meanwhile, Simmons... So Simmons gets rescued, and... Um, she She's a little... little. Uh, I'm thinking just in awe of... Uh, of uh, Agent Morse. There was a couple things there. Like, she's... You know, like what's going on and she's just like you know talking about how she sold hard she's like I, I i like you you know we can get along and then she like kind of like almost like a fangirl says the colson like she's amazing yeah <laughs> you know i'm just like a little, little girl crush going on there i don't mean anything more than that unless i, I kind of hope they don't do this unless they kind of develop that as to why she's not in the fits but i don't want to go there right now oh the shippers I'm i don't sure want to a name already oh i know um and Mac knew her from past work. Well, yeah, together, and, and, you know, well, she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Mac's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, Hunter was married to her. May May knows her, obviously. Um, in fact, that was a nice little way to reveal, just to kind of put the, 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 the final, you know, nail in the coffin, as it were, talking to uh, Trip. You know, he's right there as a member, of the, you know, basically representing the audience. Like, what, what's this? The crazy ex-wife? That's it. <laughs> and, and Trip just like, Damn, <laughs> can't make this up. Uh, but yeah, it was it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. And uh, Fitz all, and all Simmons, um, very quick with Fitz and Simmons, not much there yet. I mean, I guess he says, uh, "Is it really you?" And she's like, "Why wouldn't? Yeah, who else would it be?" And he's like, "Well, you know, we all know that he's been seeing, he's been having visions for quite a while." Yeah, which you know, no one else really knows that, but. It, <sighs> Maybe it was just, I don't know, they, they, they made it a little too obvious the writing that he finally makes peace with it and sends the fake Simmons away and the real Simmons comes back. Right. <coughs> I mean, so I'd be, while I agree with you, I'd be okay if, you know, stuttering, uh, heartbroken fits is gone. I'd be okay with that. I, I just looked at it as the, they wrote it that way. So they didn't have to deal with the special effects of having two different uh, Simmonses in the room at the same time. 
Yes, they spent all of their budget on having two maze at the same time. They did the two maze, and then they got still got to they still got to pay for the uh, the effects for the uh, all the airplanes they got. So because right. they got they've got two now, and they can get invisible. So there's some extra effects work to be done. The only thing I got left to talk about, unless you can jog my memory, is the stinger at the end. Kyle McLaughlin's definitely on my list of uh, things to talk about. So yeah, let's do the stinger. So yeah, uh, he's a special kind of crazy, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's he's uh, he's buying into it. He's going full blown crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he. I I actually got uh, a little bit of vibe of the uh, the Joker when he did the pencil trick. Nice. Trying to come in, trying to just you know stay keep everybody calm. Let's not lose our heads, and then just like, okay, here we go. You know, puts the two guys down and uh. But makes his point across. He's like, no, please just call. But the, the 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 best little touch. He's like, get a little bit of blood on the desk. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry, and yeah. he wipes it away with the sleeve. But yeah, he he's just got this this crazy vibe that I I I didn't know what to expect from this character when we heard heard that he was going to be Sky's father. It wasn't this though, and and I like it. I, I'm I'm intrigued, and so I want to see where it's going to go. But it's definitely not what I was expecting. I actually expected somebody probably more together and more calculated. I expected more like what Daniel Whitehall is out of Sky's father than anything else. Right. You know, he's very calm, calculating, you know, playing the long game because, you know, what we know of him, he really hasn't aged. In fact, there's a nice shot at that that Sky's father made. You know, you know maybe he's gotten much gentler in his old age or whatever. Right. You know, when really he hasn't aged at all since 1946. Yes, yeah, Sky's father is probably i'd say they for me they've pulled it off the best out of all of the mysteries that they've tried to get us with so far you know the show opened with what's the matter with agent colson and then kind of went into like what sky's deal or who her parents are and all that and now like still wondering what sky's father is you know, like you said earlier, there's a lot of pieces to try to put together. Um, you know, I think the payoff could be really cool. I think I think this one's working at the right pace. You know what I mean? They haven't revealed it too quickly, which I think they've done a couple of times with other things. And it's not going to drag on like, you know, the mysteries of Lost or whatever. You know, it's moving at a, at a pace that we're going to be satisfied when we find out. You know, completely irrelevant in the sidebar. When you said "lost," in my mind, like it reflect, like a reflex, I heard that dumb. <laughs> Just had to say that. Yes. Uh, no, I get your point exactly. And um, like I said, so, you know, it's a good pace. Um, I thought the the Simmons, like I said, I said at the top of the show, I thought the Simmons getting her out of Hydra resolved this, not resolved itself, but got she got out of there quicker than I thought she would have. I thought they were gonna spend some more time with her there, especially the way um, back she wanted to grow her and get her more into more stuff. Um, I thought at the top of the show we were getting the first look at that, and I thought we would have got more out of her. And uh, I don't know if they would have turned her. I, what I would have liked to have seen is to get her so deep and so fo- you know, into it that she had to make an honest choice, a real hard choice between maintain or cover or do something sketchy, do something that she wouldn't want to do. And and I wanted to see them test her that that much, and and we're not going to get that opportunity. It looks like, right? But but like you know, this is a great example. I mean, they they have this you know the obelisk and the uh, you know basically a, an alien WMD, as she put it. You know, well, what's it going to mean? She she had a mild test of it, of of uh, 
on the ship when she saved Bakshi's life uh, in order to maintain her cover. But it was uh, that's that's a mild thing, you know. I mean, I want like like almost like you know, maintain your cover uh, and pull the trigger, or blow your cover and not, and then deal with that. It's like you know, I wanted to see that dilemma in her, and we're not gonna. But that's yeah. that's okay. We'll see where we'll see where it goes. I was I wasn't expecting it to be gone this quick. And I did like. Uh, I'm not sure if we we obviously talked about Scott's father and, and Whitehall, but uh, I love how angry he is at Coulson, and you know for turning his daughter against him. I'm sure in his eyes. And uh, and, and that's just a fun that that motive is sort of fun, you know, mm-hmm. like kill Coulson at any cost. Yeah. That uh, that makes and, oh, her... and and everybody else, yeah. which was yes. just like oh, even creepier. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was a uh, a very good stinger. Yep. And I guess the other big news, um, if we're done with the show proper, um, is that they sort of announced at the end of this and on social media at the same time that the Age of Ultron trailer will be debuting with next week's show. And, you know, exciting that they're using TV as sort of a springboard for this type of thing. You know, like they yeah. could have, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, on social media and stuff as well. Like they easily, if this trailer is ready for next week, it easily could have been shown at New York Comic Con. Right. But right, they've absolutely. decided to use Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as that form, which is great. Absolutely. And they've already talked about how during the uh, seventh, excuse me, the, uh, uh, 75th anniversary special, which is going to air in this time slot in a few weeks, is going to uh, have a discussion, if not a full reveal, of some of the Phase Three movies. Uh, you know, using this to be able to um, uh, put this trailer out there for this next movie is is, is fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I hope that they do. I know that they definitely said that there's big news about the future of the Marvel. Cinematic Universe coming up in this 75th anniversary special. And then I think it was speculation that that would mean Phase 3 announcements. I don't know what else would be big news about the future of the Marvel MCU. So hopefully uh, that's what it it is. That would be very cool. We've been waiting. It's funny. Everybody's putting out these giant calendars now with all the DC movies filled in and all the Fox and Fantastic Four and everything filled in. And Marvel has like the most unknown spots right now. You know, unknown Marvel movie. There's like four of them in the calendar until, uh, what do they go up to? Like 2018 or something crazy like that. Right. Uh, Going back something to the obelisk real quick. Um, So it has a name. It's called the Diviner. Which, oh um, yes, that's right. That's right. That's what its true name is, uh, and it just says in its native language. He doesn't say Cree or otherwise identify the the race. But um, I had a, a, another theory about that as well. Um, so Coulson's going crazy doing his carvings. Um, if this show's gonna continue, Coulson can't go the way of Garrett. I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, and this might be better for if we did spoilers, it's more speculation, just a theory, but Coulson's going to end up having an experience with the uh, obelisk. He touches it, holds it, whatever, and I'm thinking that's going to clear him up, basically. Oh, okay. You know, we're just going to you know, do whatever he needs to do to, to fix him and get that out of his head. That's just a, a hunch I've got. 
Um, but uh, I just kind of kind of thought of it. So we, we talked. Russ and I mentioned this quickly last week. Um, in all of the talk that May and Coulson were having about uh, the, the the backup plan, if Coulson starts going crazy, it's odd that he didn't even bring up Sky. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because wouldn't they have to have, as far as they know, wouldn't they have to have the same backup plan for Sky? Like, shouldn't they be expecting her to start carving things? Well, they said that today that they were observing her. They actually had cameras out there and they were watching her to see how she reacted, and she never did. So maybe by the time they had that conversation uh, about it, you know, they've already noticed that she she hasn't reacted because it's been you know a, a several weeks at the very least that she's been introduced these to these figures, these uh, symbols. So just a. Uh, a thought. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely, she's definitely different. Yeah, and know? she, she also, uh, he, and Colson also said that it started the night he first saw Garrett's carvings, like seeing them triggered something. I, I guess that means that, uh, no, I guess, um, yeah, yeah, she's seen them now. She's seen them. Uh, well, she's been seeing them, but I'm thinking, um, when when Ward saw them because he was wearing those glasses and and uh, to mimic the uh, the eye uh, implant. And the handler took a picture of the, of the chalkboard, which is what the mission actually was. I'm a, I guess either Shield wasn't recording what Ward was seeing through those glasses, or otherwise didn't have a record of it. So meaning Coulson didn't himself see what Ward had had seen. Like if he had saw if he saw that blackboard when Ward did, would he have been right. covering this whole time? Huh. And the answer probably is no. Very good. It's always, uh, you know, it's becoming one of these shows that you can't take anything for coincidence. No. You know, it, it's just like them to pull some connection in or call back to something that you forget about. You know, just like the, uh, the there was that alien artifact that they found like early on in the season. And then at the end, Coulson kills uh, Garrett with it. You know, oh, that's what it's for. Right. So everything can come back. So I just saw um, a couple of GIFs online of, looks like Canary from Arrow, Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Mockingbird from this episode all doing the same pose, down on one knee, batons out, and flipping the hair back. Oh, and I'm pretty sure, um, is Widow in that GIF? Uh no, but you're absolutely correct. I'm, I'm sure she did I'm pretty sure Iron similar. Man 2 in her whole uh -huh. way attack, she Abs did the exact same thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's a great shot. I'll take it. It still looks really hot. And you know, it looks great in slow motion on this gift, too. <laughs> Ken is obviously distracted. So, uh, no, nah, I closed that window. Should uh, we rate this one? Uh, 4.8 for me, 4.8. Yeah, High, I was going to go. One of the highest ones yet? Yeah, I was going to go 4.75, and I don't think I've given it anything past the 4.50. Um, I think it's. I'd have to go back and rewatch some of those Garrett episodes in season one because I really did love uh, Bill Paxton. But um, I, this is definitely my favorite of, of season two. Phil, like you said. and I, we share a bond. <laughs> I got creepy eyes. Yeah, that was, uh, that was some really good stuff. But this is definitely my favorite season two episode. And it would definitely be like in the top three or four with the premiere and a Paxton episode. And, and this would be right up there. Yeah, absolutely. 
I hope we get uh, a lot more of Adrian Palicki. I don't know. I think she's um, a recurring status, but I'm sure we'll see her uh, quite a bit. Well, maybe being recurring, but she wasn't on the first five, so maybe that leaves her enough to be in most yeah. of the rest of the season. But ah, we have a long way to go. We have ooh, 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 quite ooh. a few episodes. One more thing I just remember we didn't touch on. Okay. Sky has identified these 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 symbols as being a map. Oh, very yeah. I just we would have blown that one. <laughs> not a not a, not 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 a minor detail, but we don't know what a map to what though. You know, is it a star map? Is it a road map? Is it a genetic map? Is it a you know who knows? You know, it could be anything. Now, did that revelation to you come as just like an aha or? she feels like she has some knowledge about this stuff in her like not clear i I mean i think it's an an aha i think it is the week she spent looking at it trying to figure it out and now with the added information that colson gave her meaning you know it's in his head it came from the gh drug it um it just has to come out you know maybe that puts her somewhere like oh wait you know my my map theory makes a little more sense now for whatever reason, um, so it's probably something she's been dealing with, but she didn't have all the enough facts to figure it out. Certainly, there's more to tell, right? And presumably, they figured the map out, and it points to something. Um, it's I don't the, even have a guess. It's yet. the schematics to Star Lord spaceship, and there's your Guardians of the Galaxy list. Nice link. No, I don't. No. It's a hidden. It's a buried copy of Awesome Mix. Volume two. Speaking of which, as I just told my wife, uh, it comes out. It's being released on Black Friday, on November twenty eighth. I have a cassette deck in my truck, my piece of crap truck. I will be getting the cassette version of the Awesome Mix Volume One, which okay. comes out on Black Friday. All I want is a picture <laughs> of the first time it unravels, <laughs> and you have to use a pencil to wind it back up. Deal. I will. I will. I will put it up on the uh, IAC Facebook page. Uh, they also did an awesome vinyl version of it. Oh, that's uh, right. Mondo, who does those great limited posters that are extremely overpriced um, and doesn't hard stop, to get. Doesn't, doesn't stop Rush from getting them. No, no, they're very – I mean, you literally uh, – I did manage to get the RoboCop one. I had to have it. And yeah. it took literally like refreshing the page over and over and catching it just at the right time because four minutes and they're gone. Yeah, Russ had a, has, a, has two of them, doesn't he, at least? I, I know he has the Winter Soldier. Right. And Did he get an X-Men one? I, possibly. I know it, that... If he was going to get anyone, it would be an X-Men one, I'm sure. But Yeah, and I believe he went to a Batman screening. It was Mask of the Phantasm, I believe. They screened at like an Alamo Theater down by Russ, and they had right. limited prints of that. Uh, there. Okay. I think you got one of those too. But yeah, really fun to collect stuff. Mondotees.com, but uh, really limited stuff. And they're delving into other areas. And uh, they do have a pre order up for a Guardians of the Galaxy vinyl, um, which is pretty cool looking. And here I'm satisfied with the uh, crappy little uh, 11 by 17 IMAX thing I get to go see it at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever works. That's right. To each his own. Indeed. All right, I think that we hit all the big things. Yeah. 
Yeah, good enough. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have some contact information that are out there for the people? HHWLOD.com. As always, uh, we have the Facebook page. We have at MCU underscore podcast on Twitter. Of course, uh, at Talbot Stash for some live tweeting fun, which is pretty much responsible for me not knowing what happened in the episodes. Um, and I don't know the phone number. And uh, come back soon, Russ. All right. See you next time on It's All Connected. Hail Hydra. <laughs>